Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Hello. In the NHL tonight, Sabres lead the Red Wings 6-3 late in the third, also in the third, 7-2 Panthers up on the Canadians. Barkoff a hat trick, Kachuk has two. Also in the third, Rangers and Lightning 1-1. Senators and Capitals 3-3. Islanders up 2-0 on the Blue Jackets. After two, St. Louis leads Chicago 2-1. Late second period, Stars and Wild 1-1. Canucks up 1-0 on the Jets. In the first, LA leads Colorado 1-zip. Maple Leafs lead the Coyotes 2-1. Shots are 10-1 for the Leafs. And they lead 2-1. Flyers and Sharks coming up in about an hour. Canada won 11-0 over Austria at the World Juniors. Thursday night football, 35 seconds left in the first half. Cowboys lead the Titans 10-3. And in basketball tonight, we are, where are we? Got to make sure this is updated. In the fourth quarter, eight minutes left. Oh, Raptors uh, sticking around. Well, 102-89, the Grizzlies lead the Raptors. That is your scoreboard. Oilers tomorrow, we simply do not know if Leon Dreisaitl is going to play. Didn't practice again today, and Jay Woodcroft didn't want to offer any uh, update, you know, a detailed update on his condition. Just said, we'll see. Bumps and bruises. Said the other guys are bumped and bruised, but Dreisaitl did not practice neither today nor yesterday. 6 o'clock face-off show here on 6.30, Chad. The puck will drop at 8. Saturday, home to the Jets, 6.30 p.m. for the face-off show. The game at 8 on New Year's Eve. Okay, he's the producer of this show. He's Dave Campbell, and he's on the air right now. Hey, Dave. How you doing, my man? Well, I'm doing quite well. How are things with you? Uh, things are all right, you know, just... Uh trying to enjoy the Christmas season as uh, in the holiday season as much as possible. So, um, yeah, it's uh, steady as she goes, my friend. All right. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for checking in. Um, this is uh, the, the, the week between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, you are working. You, so it's next week you're off and I'll be next week. Next week I am off. And you know, you remember when you were a kid and you had no idea what day it was between <laughs> Christmas and New Year's. But now that we're, you know, we're working between Christmas and New Year's, we're kind of forced to know what day it is. But I still even struggle with what day it is. So let me check. Yes, it's Thursday. Yeah, well, okay. so I, I um, sometimes don't know. I just know if I, I just have to know if I'm hosting an Oilers broadcast or inside sports because the times might be slightly different. Yeah, I, I understand that too. At an elk season, you know, well, what day is it? Well, it's day three of practice. It's like, well, what day is that? I don't know. It's day three of practice. How how do I know? They're you so know, when, it, they're yeah. so detailed in football, right? Like they number all the days, and and what yep. if they have an extra day? They what do they do? Day zero or day A? Like it's yeah, it's it's yeah. it has to be the most rigidly scheduled sport that there is. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you ask a you ask a player or a coach, what day is it? 
Well, it's day it's day three. Oh, it's uh, day four. No, it's game day. You know, they have no idea what day of the week it is. <laughs> you know, to be <laughs> honest, so that that's what a lot of people are experiencing now. You know, they have no idea. It's the magic of the holiday season where you don't know what day it is, and it's 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 kind of cool. And you know, eat whatever you want. Well, well, I've been doing that. Though, I, as you know, I I do feel kind of rude sometimes. Though I do it out of necessity. There's a lot of baking around the office and even at Rogers place some of the some of the a couple of the servers in studio 99 had brought like baking from home and they're like hey here eat this and I was like I I can't because of my nut allergy like I just don't know oh yeah what's in it or how you prepared it so I, I feel bad always saying no to people I'd say it keeps me thinner but then I just go home and eat potato chips so well you know what's in your house you're just gonna raid whatever's in your house so I mean you know, do do laps or something. I don't know. Like, just go walk back and forth in your living room yeah, for, you I'll know, 10 minutes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, what do you think of the BOA on uh, on Tuesday night? Oilers got the win, another win in Calgary, another game for Skinner. Uh, I don't know if you want to dive into the Uyghur McDavid <laughs> stuff again, but... Uh, I was going to ask you, which part of the game do you want me to address? Well, <laughs> whatever you feel. I'll leave it open-ended. <laughs> okay, so so this team is in a win-one-lose-one pattern, what, the last four games. And they've had impressive wins, uh, you know, a week ago against the Stars in Dallas and then a couple nights ago in Calgary. I like the fact that they can play that style, that 2-1 style. Now, I mean, they, were, they gave up a lot of shots on goal, obviously, and Stuart Skinner has been such a great story. And it's weird to watch him because we saw Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen just fight for pucks in the, in the, in the crease, just absolutely battle flop everything. And here's Stuart Skinner, just nice, easy motions, you know, no wasted motions, that sort of thing. So that's really good. Their power play is lethal. Their five on five play is concerning. And yes, I will address the Uyghur uh, McDavid incident. I don't think it's anywhere close to Edler. Um, Edler was intentional. This was not at the same time. You know, I'm kind of on the camp of Jody Shelley uh, last night, who was a tremendous guest and love having Jody on the show whenever we get him on. Uh, I would have probably went up to Uyghur and said, look, come on, man. Like, you know, it's our captain. Don't do that. Or just give him a little shove or give him a, a hack or something like that. Or, you know, as Jason Strudwick said on on the podcast with uh, Ryan Rashog, uh, go run him. Go run him next shift, you know. But there's no, there's no, you know, Who's going to drop the flippers and go at Mackenzie Weger? I mean, that that would be the least effective um, method to address it. So it does concern me. What bothers me, I guess, is the makeup of the team. Uh, I wish there was a little more um, intimidation factor to it. I mean, Evander Kane being on the shelf doesn't help. But, you know, that's a Ken Holland issue, and I believe he's trying to address it. And hopefully he does before the deadline. But overall, we need to see this Oiler team get on a roll now. We need to see this Oiler team build. And, you know, I found it interesting what Zach Hyman said yesterday about, you know, we have the experience and the confidence because we've been there before. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins said we're resilient. Well, now we need to see it. And, uh, you know, heck, it's what, game 36, 37 tomorrow or in Seattle, and we're already playing, you know, we're already hearing Jay Woodcroft play games with the lineup. Ah, we have bumps and bruises. So it just shows you over half the season left to play, and this team's already in playoff mode.
Yeah, another chance to get to five games over 500, which they've missed out on a couple of times already this season. Dave Campbell joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Of course, you are the uh, color analyst for Edmonton Elks broadcasts. There is stuff going... I mean, first of all, the tragedy, obviously, of Christian Salisbury, just uh, yeah. terrible loss. Uh, I mean, first of all, the, the the human element of that, and then as a football player, he showed a lot of potential with uh, with the Elks last season. So very sad that, uh, yeah. that he was uh, murdered in Memphis. Other stuff going on. Now, Trey Ford, the quarterback, he really titillated a lot of people. And yes, then he, he got did. hurt. He did. And then we didn't really see hurt. him till it didn't matter. And it was a tough goal. What's going on with Trey Ford? Yeah, you know, uh, Trey Ford, not the only Canadian quarterback that may get uh, may get a contract in the NFL. Now, Nathan Rourke's going to get one next month, uh, the BC Lions quarterback. But there is some interest with Trey Ford. Now, he's only had one workout is with the Las Vegas Raiders. I spoke to uh, Ford's agent uh, last week, uh, Fred Weinrock, out of uh, Pro Player Agent, and uh, he said the Raiders really like what they saw. Uh, they may bring him back. There are other workouts scheduled. I don't know with who. Uh, that wasn't divulged to me. And, you know, the Raiders are interesting now because Derek Carr is benched for the season. They're going with Jared Stidham, who is the backup, and, you know, Josh McDaniels, who's the head coach, knows Stidham well because of the their days with the Patriots. Um, so that becomes interesting. But Trey Ford uh, is going to get more looks. He is drawing some interest. And also, Reed, I can say, because some people asked, well, is it at a quarterback or was it at a running back? Was it a receiver? No, quarterback. He will not accept any tryout offer unless he's repping as a quarterback. So we'll see. There's some there's some interest brewing with uh, Trey Ford. So we'll we'll see what happens. And if he signs, obviously the Elks have to address their their quarterback depth. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. As far as the quarter or the uh, coaching staff is concerned, uh, now there is one change to the coaching staff. Anthony Vitali is out as the offensive line coach, and Chris Jones hired Stephen Sorrells, who spent the last five seasons with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, spent the first uh, two seasons or, uh, or a couple of seasons rather, 2017 and 2018 under Chris Jones in uh, Saskatchewan. And at the end of the season, Reed, uh, Chris Jones is pretty confident that most of the coaching staff uh, would be back. And that's what I'm hearing as well, uh, that we should hear soon that uh, most, if not the remaining uh, members of the coaching staff that are still left will, will come back and, uh, some of them might sign two-year deals. Like I heard Jarius Jackson, who's the pass game coordinator and quarterbacks coach, uh, is going to sign likely a two-year deal. And you could see maybe the rest of the coaching staff follow suit. And you've got to remember, too, that Jarius Jackson said no to the Riders to be interviewed for their, at the time, their vacant offensive coordinator position earlier in the month. And also Marcus Howell, uh, their receivers coach, uh, rejected an interview as well. So the coaching staff, as far as continuity is concerned, and that is looking like it's going to be uh, pretty much the same group as last last year. Which is, yeah, and Chris Jones kind of has his guys, right? I mean, does, doesn't he have a handful oh, yeah. of coaches that are always with him pretty much no matter yeah. what? Steven McAdoo and him are joined at the hip, uh, the offensive coordinator. Uh, Jarius Jackson, you know, Marcus Howell, they were all together in Toronto uh, in 21. So, yeah, he, uh, you know, he the only one that's really not his guy is Demetrius Maxey who's the defensive line coach, who has done a good job surviving head coaches. I mean, he was under Jason Moss, and he was under, um, well, I guess we got to count Scott Milanovic, uh, even though he didn't coach one single game, then Jamie Elizondo, and then Chris Jones. Okay. Uh, Kenny Lawler, big deal when they signed him. 
didn't play a ton because he was injured. Had a couple spectacular games, spectacular catches. But my assumption was always kind of like, okay, he's probably one and done with the Elks. But what are you here? Yeah, that's that's my impression too. And now let's let's uh, let's back up a bit here. As you said, he was injured, so he hurt his ankle in a home game against the Ottawa Red Blacks on August 27th. Was put on the sixth game. It wasn't believed that it was going to be the full six. Gets activated October 1st against the Alouettes at home and was pretty quiet, although you remember he made a pretty spectacular over-the-shoulder catch from uh, Taylor Cornelius, but then landed very hard on his uh, left shoulder and suffered a collarbone injury, and that ended his season. And, you know, it, it didn't seem like the relationship was on solid footing, I would say, Lawler and and the team and, you know, specifically Chris Jones. Um, and I remember asking Chris Jones about an extension. Um, are you going to work on that now, that, now that Lawler is pretty much shut down? He's, and, you know, all he said to me was, we can't talk about that right now. There could be NFL interests. There could be other teams that would want him, and that's certainly true. I think eight other teams would line up to, to sign a Kenny Lawler. But now I hear that, and I'm not, you know, I got to put a disclaimer here or a warning or I don't know what the word is, Reed. but when, when I talk about Kenny Lawler, there is no guarantees he'll come back. But what I will say, the possibility of him coming back has increased. And I heard that even, it, you know, something could be imminent, uh, but that's not guaranteed as well. So this could go into January. Free agency opens on February 14th. Um, and I think a lot of free agency for, a number of receivers depends on quarterback situations elsewhere. Where does Bo Levi Mitchell sign? Will he sign with the Ticats? Will he sign with the Riders? Will Trevor Harris sign back with the Alouettes under uh, head coach Jason Moss? Um, will uh, Cody Fajardo, will he sign back in Saskatchewan? Where will he go? Dane Evans, where will he go? He's kind of been linked already to, to the Riders. So I think there's still a lot up in the air which may affect a decision from a Kenny Lawler and, and other receivers to re-sign with their own team. But I'm saying it's it's on the table. But the one thing that we saw, Reed, when Lawler went out, and at the time in when he suffered that ankle injury uh, in late August, we're going, oh, my gosh, now, now what happens? Their offense got better. Kevin Brown came in and was a huge spark to the offense from the running back position. Dylan Mitchell, in what, eight games, became their third-leading receiver uh, on the team and was a top 20 receiver in the Canadian Football League and uh, had six catches over 30 yards, all for touchdowns. So, you know, he uh, he came on the scene, Dylan Mitchell, and they got some other issues on, you know, on the team or decisions, I would say. Darrell Walker, does he come back? Uh, Manny Arsenault is going to be 35. He had a really good year when he played, but he's going to be 35 and coming off an injury, but he wants to come back. But there, there's a lot to be decided here. And also... If Kenny Lawler does come back, it won't be for $300,000. Well, it would be less than that, wouldn't it? Oh, I would think would, so. Would, okay, good. I was just clarifying <laughs> that they wouldn't go higher he's than He's going to sign for four. No, yeah. he's not. Okay. No, no, he's not. No. All right. Well, a lot to keep an eye on. We, you know, we got the schedule out. There's going to be free agency soon. So I, I'm glad we got that up. And that is interesting with Trey Ford. We'll have to see what happens there for sure. All right. Dave, thank you so much. Uh, happy New Year. Enjoy the next couple of Oilers games. Have a great week next week, man. Thanks for the update tonight. Really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Happy New Year to you, Reed, and to all of our listeners. Uh, we really appreciate you, and uh, we are here to wow and amaze and entertain, and I think we do that. Right on. That is Dave Cabell, the producer of this very show. We got the Nuge coming up inside sports.
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Okay, good to have you tuning in tonight. Oilers back at it tomorrow. Leon Dreisettle doing the little return there. We don't know if he's going to play. The Oilers had their annual skills competition last night. Now, not every player does every event. So you've probably seen that Marcus Niemelainen won fastest skater. Well, it was only a few guys do it. Uh, and Connor McDavid, uh, you know, I guess he's retired from doing the fastest skater, though he and his dog, Leonard, did win the, what do they call it, the rough, rough relay that happened at the end of the night. You may have seen, if you weren't there, you may have seen some video from that on social media. Kind of fun. You had Brett Kulak with the hardest shot and Ryan Nugent Hopkins won the accuracy shooting. He hit the four targets in 9.31 seconds, and I was asking the Nuge today uh, how different it is shooting on targets instead of a live goalie. Definitely different. Um, I just I think I had a bit of an advantage going first because there was no time to beat or anything, so I could kind of I just a couple stick handles and uh, really pick my spot. Um, but, no, it was a fun, fun experience last night. I think... Uh, cool for the fans to see us in a uh, bit of a different uh, uh, light uh, last night. And I am going to go there. It really went to the dogs, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a gene pun, I feel like. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was good. It's fun when uh, the dogs get involved, for sure. A couple puppies out there, too. So, uh, honestly, I, I was uh, pretty surprised at how well they all did. All right. Back to the hockey stuff. The, the years you guys have, have made the playoffs since you've been here, generally you've had good records within the Pacific Division. And you got a bunch of divisional games coming up here, starting with, with Seattle, who you're going to see three times in the next one. Yeah, I mean, um, last half of the year, uh, we're going to play a lot of division teams. So um, those are going to be huge games for us. And, and we know that. Um, obviously, every point's important. But uh, when you play those division teams, uh, I mean, they there are four-point games, so um, we're going to f- see a lot of that this year, or uh, sorry, the last half of the year here, and i uh, got to prepare for that. You, uh, you've been playing with uh, Costin and Yamark lately. How do you feel you're, you're gelling with those guys? I think kind of uh, maybe different skill sets with Yamark's experience, and Costin seems pretty pretty willing to engage physically. Yeah, I, I, think, um, I think our first game together was definitely... Uh, a good one, and uh, we're still um, finding each other a little bit, uh, figuring out each other's games a little bit, but um, uh, I think uh, we can keep getting better, and um, obviously we want to defend well and uh, try to help out uh, offensively when we can. What, is, what does it do? I think it was Dallas Costin just Costin just drilled a guy like on, on the first shift of the game. What does that do when you see him go out and really smack somebody? Yeah, I mean, he's obviously a big body. He can make plays, and uh, when he gets physical, he creates a loose puck, and uh, I think that's uh, such an important part of the game is uh, everybody can make plays with the puck, so um, you got to be able to take them away from it, and uh, he, he's definitely a body that can do it. 
All right, that is Nugent Hopkins. Now, who knows if uh, the lines are together tomorrow if Leon Dreisaitl can't play. So that's going to be one of the stories going into that game. I asked Nugent Hopkins about the record within the Pacific Division. So when they broke their playoff drought in 2017, they'd gone 26-3 and within the Pacific. They made the playoffs in 2019-2020. The season was shortened because of the pandemic after 71 games for the Oilers. They weren't as good in their own division that year, going 11-9-4. I didn't count the 56-game season because all the games were within the division and it wasn't the Pacific Division, so I didn't count that one. But last year, pretty incredible. The Oilers went 21-5 and within the Pacific Division. This year, just 4-4. Four and four. So all in eight games almost as many losses within the division as they had in 26 last year but a chance to do some damage still playing seattle uh you know you still play san jose who, who aren't having a very good season so you play anaheim again who i know they lost to but they're not having a great season either so the Oilers are going to have to make those uh games count starting tomorrow night the senators get a 4-3 overtime win over the capitals just want to update a couple games that have ended uh since i last gave the scoreboard buffalo beats detroit 6-3 panthers finish off the canadians 7-2 rangers and lightning are in a shootout that game uh, tied 1-1. The Jets now up 3-1 on the Canucks. Shifley has his 22nd. He has two tonight. His 21st and his 22nd, both on the power play as uh, Sam Gagne is playing career game number 1,000. Maple Leafs outshoot the Coyotes 13-2 in the first period. They lead it 2-1 after the uh, first. I mentioned Canada 11-0 over Austria. The uh, Raptors comeback attempt does not come through. Memphis wins it 119 106 and a minute and a half into the third quarter Thursday night football 10-6 Cowboys leading the Titans. Stoff has Oilers now from noon to two tomorrow. It's a game day. I'll join you with the face-off show at six. Puck drop at eight. Edmonton at Seattle. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports and to Derek Scott. He's your studio producer this evening. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening.